We said that our subject for tonight would be missionaries wanted. We're dealing tonight then with Paul's first missionary journey. And we can learn from the work of Paul and Silas what is needed, what's required to be a missionary for the Lord. Barnabas and Saul had been sent from Antioch to Jerusalem to bring the church relief from the famine that they were suffering there which afflicted Judea. We know that from the chapter 11 and the verse 30. We next read about them returning from Jerusalem to the church in Antioch, chapter 12. Verse 25, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. But notice how it is recorded about what they did there in Jerusalem. We're told when they had fulfilled their ministry, Again, why were they sent to Jerusalem? They were sent to bring financial relief to the church in Jerusalem because of the famine that they were suffering. And yet, here it is called a ministry. They were messengers. But notice what they did and how it is described it's described as their ministry now many would not regard what they did going to Jerusalem would not regard it as a ministry but that's how Luke the writer of Acts describes it the word ministry is a word that means service so here was a service that they rendered for the Lord to help the saints at Jerusalem they were the messengers they brought the relief to the church in Jerusalem no doubt while they were there they ministered in the word also but coupled with that they brought this relief to the church there in Jerusalem and it's called a ministry or a service this shows no matter what we do for the Lord no matter how small and insignificant that service is it's still a service it's still looked upon as a service uh, performed unto the Lord it's done for the Lord it's a service it's a ministry notice also it says when they had fulfilled their ministry in other words they finished the job that they were sent there to do they fulfilled their ministry in other words they hadn't left anything half done they didn't just start the service begin that service or this ministry and leave it no they didn't return to Antioch until they had fulfilled the ministry until they finished the job that's the way it should be for God's people whatever we're given to do given to do for the Lord and by the Lord let's finish the job let us be like them and fulfill whatever service we are called upon to do for our master finish the job that leads us now to consider what Barnabas and Saul did next yea what they were called to do for here we have recorded 
the details of Paul's first missionary journey accompanied of course by Barnabas so let us consider this call to the mission field and maybe learn something about missionary work and may I promise to pray for our missionaries first thing we notice here is the missionaries and their church that is the church of Paul and Barnabas their church was Antioch they went out from Antioch to the mission field we are here told something about that church in Antioch <coughs> it was from this church that Paul began his first missionary journey we are told first of all regarding this church that they went out from we notice it was a sound church it was a sound church we see that it was a sound church because verse 1 chapter 13 we're told that there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers that tells us something about the church it was a sound church they had prophets the word prophet there refers to preacher is it interesting that when Luke under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit speaks about the church in Antioch the first thing he says about the church the first detail that he gives us is that it was a preaching and a teaching church it was a church we're told with certain prophets and teachers or certain preachers and teachers it was a preaching church first thing we're told about it preaching church and a teaching church that's a good combination to have preachers that do the teaching the Lord Jesus was a teacher the Lord Jesus was a preacher Paul was a preacher and a teacher and here the first thing we're told about this church at Antioch it was a preaching and a teaching church it was a side church so when anyone inquired about the church at Antioch what sort of a church is it? Those in the church would have responded, Well, we're a preaching and a teaching church. And anybody inquires about this church, or any of our sister congregations, I trust that we'll always be able to say, Our church is a preaching and a teaching church. Now I know some may look upon that then as being a very dull church is that all you do preach and teach is that all you have you mean to say you don't have a band you don't mean to say you don't have concerts just teaching and preaching well I for one if I lived in Paul's day I would say that's the church I want to go to a preaching and a teaching church you and I know over the years <coughs> we've heard of we have seen churches and I tell you they resemble more a concert hall than they do a place of worship that's right they have the strobe lights, the flashing lights the stage, not a pulpit stage like the guitars and all the rest of it it's supposed to be a church it's supposed to be a place of worship well, 
Psalm 29 verse 2 Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness 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 That's how we are to worship the Lord And I tell you there's nothing holy About a band up on the stage and repeating choruses over and over and over and over and over and over again. No, you want the preaching and the teaching, church. So sound then at this church. And Antioch was a sound church. It was the preaching and the teaching. The people there received God's word. There's no substitute for preaching and teaching from God's holy word. No substitute whatsoever. As well as it being a sound church, <coughs> we say it was a serving church. We are told that they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said <coughs> verse 2 as they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said they ministered to the Lord that's what they were doing in the church there in Antioch they ministered to the Lord is it interesting that while they were ministering to the Lord that the Holy Ghost spake and called Barnabas and Saul to the mission field. It was while they were ministering, you notice that. So they were serving the Lord at home. That's the point. They were serving the Lord at home in the church at Antioch before they were called to serve the Lord further afield. And the person who does not serve the Lord at home may not be expected to be called to serve the Lord in some far off land. Remember what the Lord said in Acts 1 verse 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you that you may be witnesses unto me where? Jerusalem. That was home. Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Before they went to the uttermost parts of the earth, they had to begin in Jerusalem. And that's where the church was. That's where they had to begin at home first. And so anyone who would like to be the servant for the Lord on the mission field needs to be a servant for the Lord at home first. And any young man applies to our seminary, he's interviewed, he comes and preaches before the presbytery. And after he goes out, the moderator of the presbytery and other members of the presbytery will then ask the session well, that of the church where well, that young man comes from. And one of the questions are asked, does he serve the Lord at home? What does he do in the church? Is he involved in the work of the church? Is he leader of the youth fellowship? Does he attend the prayer meeting? Does he do door-to-door -door work? Is he out in the open air? What does he do at home? And if any young man wants to go to the mission field or go into full-time service and if he's not doing anything in his home church he'll not get a very favourable response to his application the church here at Antioch 
minister to the Lord. So the church was busy for the Lord and <coughs> in particular reference to those mentioned in the verse 1. And Paul <coughs> and Barnabas were the two men that were called and sent to the mission field. And what were they doing in the church? At Antioch they were ministering to the Lord. Then they were called to minister elsewhere. That's the way it is. Remember what the Lord said to the disciples? Look, lift up your eyes and look upon the fields, for they're white already to harvest. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his harvest field. Will send forth laborers. Look at verse Acts 13 again in verse 2. <coughs> and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work for the work whereon to I have called them they were working in the church at Antioch and God called them to do the work where he would send them see it's consistent you need to work at home first before the Holy Spirit will call anybody to work on the mission field. They minister to the Lord in Antioch first. Antioch, as it were, was their Jerusalem. Then they were able to go out and work for the Lord elsewhere. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers, workers. That's what the Lord needs in the mission faith, workers. Workers. Remember a young man years ago talking about the mission field. And he thought it would be good. He thought the weather would be good for his wife. That was his burden. The weather would be good, but very suitable for my wife. And maybe didn't enjoy the best of health. But the weather would be good. Paul doesn't say anything about weather here. The Holy Ghost talked to Paul and Barnabas about And that young man didn't stay in the mission field very long. But he was home again. It was a sound church. <clears throat> it was a serving church. And we see also it was a spiritual church. This church at Antioch, Barnabas and Paul went out from being a sound church and a serving church well you would expect it to be a spiritual church and so it was the Holy Spirit communicated with them with Barnabas and Saul communicated with them and they communicated with heaven for they fasted and prayed Here we come back to what we done with this morning. Prayer. This was a church that was ministering to the Lord. This was a church that those men mentioned in the first verse, along with Saul and Barnabas, were ministering to the Lord in the church, but they were praying then. And it was while they fasted and prayed and the Holy Ghost spoke and the Holy Spirit separated them for his service and of course God 
will only call those that are spiritual to the mission field who have a heart for spiritual things to serve him Romans 8 verse 7 because the carnal word carnal means fleshly the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be that person isn't going to be a missionary because they're not subject to the law of God need to be spiritually minded Barnabas and Saul were evidently and obviously spiritually minded for they were fasting and praying and serving the Lord there in the church you see God wants those who will live their lives for him not carnally minded fleshly minded individuals but spiritual men and women to serve him on the mission field those who will be sensitive to the will of God those who will be ready to obey his commands and certainly Barnabas and Saul were those men no doubt about that so we have considered the missionaries and their church want to notice secondly the missionaries and their calling to be a minister or missionary it must involve the call of God to seek to serve the Lord in any kind of full time capacity without the call of God to be a disaster now we can all serve the Lord wherever we're living that I'm talking about going away to some other land or being involved in any full time capacity you need the call of God you need the call of God And but here and as far as Barnabas and Saul were concerned notice first of all their summons <coughs> you will notice that while they were praying the Holy Ghost spoke unto them verse 2 and they ministered <coughs> to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them here's a church that was in touch with heaven here's a church that heaven was in touch with them while they fasted and prayed the Holy Ghost spoke and the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereon to I have called them there's their summons they've been summoned by the Holy Ghost this demonstrates the importance of being led by the Holy Spirit and anyone who's led to be in full time capacity they need the leading of the Spirit of God did you notice that a third person joined them a third person was with Barnabas and Saul and went with them look at Acts 12 verse 25 and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John whose surname was Mark took with them this was John Mark a nephew Barnabas Acts 12 verse 12 but notice 
There's no mention of him being led by the Spirit. It just simply says, and they took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now, look at verse 13 of chapter 13. Verse 13. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John departing from them returned to Jerusalem. You see, there's no mention of John Mark led by the Holy Spirit as Barnabas and Saul were. It was just taken with them some Bible commentator noted while Barnabas and Saul were sent John Mark went the two were sent the John Mark simply went with them and we see then what the result was he returned home to Jerusalem because he had not been called to be a missionary with Barnabas and Saul. But that's not the end of John Mark. If you were to read 2 Timothy 4 and 11, Paul's in prison. And he tells Timothy, bring John Mark with you for he's profitable unto me from the ministry. You see, the Lord had other work for John Mark to do, but he hadn't called him to be a missionary. The Lord had other work for John Mark to do. And so it is with us all. The Lord has not called us all to be missionaries in some far off land, but there's a work for us to do nevertheless as there was a work for John Mark to do. We have a mission field on our doorstep. There's a mission field here. People all around us, lost in sin, cannot find their way. So we see that the Spirit was involved And the two brethren going to the mission field. That's the way it ought to be. Notice as well as the summons. Notice the separation. And this really leads on from the thought, the point we've just made. John Mark was not called along with Barnabas Saul to the mission field but the Lord had something else for John Mark to do and here we have the separation the Holy Spirit spoke and said separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them verse 2 from this we see that not all mentioned in chapter uh, verse 1 of chapter 13 not all those mentioned in verse 1 were called to the mission field you notice that now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers Barnabas Simeon and was called it was called that was called Niger and Lucius Cyrene the name which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Five individuals there. But what did the Lord say? What did the Holy Spirit said? He said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul. <coughs> he didn't say, separate me, all those men. <coughs> 
He didn't say separate me those preachers and teachers from the mission field. No. Separate me Barnabas and Saul. Likewise, as we've already made the point, not all are called to serve the Lord in a full-time capacity and go and serve in some far-off land. Not all are called to Liberia or to Kenya or to Spain or wherever or Mexico. Not all are called. As we said, we can be all be missionaries at home. Our family, our friends, our fellow workers. That's our mission field there. They're not called to serve the Lord on the far off mission field. You have a mission field at home. Family, friends and fellow workers. Talk to them about the Lord. For they have souls that need to hear the gospel. As well as those in a far off mission field. Notice also Barnabas and Saul were separated by the Spirit. <coughs> separated by the Spirit which means they were separated unto God. <coughs> and to the work that they would be sent to do. They were separated by the Holy Spirit. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Barnabas and Saul were separated unto the Holy Spirit. Separated by the Holy Spirit, separated unto the Holy Spirit. Lord had a work for them to do. Romans 1, verse 1. Of course, Paul is speaking. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, listen, separated unto the gospel of God separated all that Paul told the Romans is what took place here in Acts 13 verse 2 he told the Romans, Romans 1 verse 1 Paul a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God he was separated unto the Lord to preach the gospel to spread the gospel wherever he went and here we have in Acts 13 and verse 2 the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them they were called of God Romans 1 says Paul says I am separated unto the gospel that's what God has called me to do. That's how God has wants me to serve him. Separated unto the gospel. Separated. Wasn't called to do anything else. He was separated unto God. He was separated unto the gospel of God. That was his life. That was his life. From that moment in Acts 9 on the road to Damascus the Lord had separated Saul of Tarsus there and then and in sending him out we read in Acts 13 and verse 2 separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them as well as the summons and the separation we have here also the sending the sending the church at Antioch prepared to send their two brethren 
to the mission field verses 3 and 4 and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them they sent them away so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed on to Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus I think you've got a little copy of the sketch of the map gives you a better idea where they went out from and where they travelled to so here we have their sending they fasted and prayed and they had hands on them then we are told they sent them away then in verse 4 we are told so they are being sent forth so you have the word sent mentioned twice but in the original there are two different words not the same word translated send or sent but the original Greek word means something more in verse 3 it is a word there that word send in verse 3 word there means <coughs> the church let them go that's what the word means the church let them go but we're glad they have kept them they let them go but they were glad they have kept them that tells you a lot that tells you the influence those two men have in the church of Antioch they let them go but they were glad they had kept them that means Barnabas and Saul were workers in the church as we've already noticed they ministered to the Lord and now they were being sent forth by the Holy Ghost and they were going to be missed in the church they were going to be missed by the church family that's that word means the church let them go but we're glad we have kept them Barnabas and Saul going to the mission field would leave a great void in the church they would be missed they would be missed not the way it should be that we would be missed does not say much about their presence and labours in the church there at Antioch that it be that way with us all that as far as the work of the Lord and the service for the Lord in our local assembly may it be so when the Lord takes anyone away from the mist Barnabas and Saul were taken away by the Holy Ghost and they were missed you have the other word sent in verse 4 the other word for sent <coughs> there in verse 4 simply means to send forth the Holy Spirit was sending them forth to do the work whereunto he had called them so they went forth while they were going to be missed by their church they were sent forth with the blessing of the church and of course the blessing of the Holy Spirit they were bound to have a fruitful ministry so we had considered the missionaries and their church the missionaries and their calling finally the missionaries and their confrontation you will see from the map that you have where Barnabas and Saul travelled on their missionary journey verses 4 and 5 and they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed from Antioch under Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus and when they were 
Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews and they had also John to their ministry and when they had gone through the isle onto Paphos they found a certain sorcerer a false prophet a Jew whose name was Lord Jesus able to follow their footsteps then their journey where they went when they were at Salamis they preached the word of God that's what they were sent to do that's the work God had given them to do and as a result they preached the word of God as a result the devil was disturbed always the way isn't it they preached the word of God they no sooner preached the word of God than they met this false prophet this sorcerer this apostate that's what he was he was an apostate Jew here we have the resistance they've gone out sent by the Holy Ghost to do the work that they had been called to do and no sooner had they preached the word of God than they faced resistance the devil is so predictable isn't he he's so predictable preach the gospel of Christ and the devil has to oppose it again verse 6 and when they had gone through the island to Paphos they found a certain sorcerer sorcerer refers to witchcraft a false prophet a Jew he was an apostate Jew because the Jews know what, the ho- what God's law stated it was that we're not of anything to do with witchcraft but here was a Jew and that's what he was involved in a sorcerer a false prophet a Jew his name was Bar Jesus verse 8 but Elimas the sorcerer for so his name by interpretation withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith the resistance he withstood them because they were preaching the gospel an apostate Jew the head of the gospel of Christ that's why he withstood them this teaches us that when our missionaries go to some far off land to bring the truth of the gospel to those who have never heard there is no telling what opposition they're going to face that's why we need to pray for our missionaries you don't know what they don't know what opposition they'll face we see here the opposition these missionaries face there was the resistance they he withstood them you have the resistance then you have the request verse 7 which was with the deputy this apostate Jew was with the deputy or the governor of the country Sergius Paulus a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God here's something that ought to gladden our hearts and ought to gladden the hearts of any man or woman who's called to the mission field remember Barnabas and Saul are on the mission field bringing the gospel to those who have never heard they've never heard and yet what do we find 
we find here this man desired to hear the word of God that was encouraging enough but look at verse 12 then the deputy the same man <coughs> Sergius Paulus then the deputy when he saw what was done believed being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord I think that's tremendous A man, Sergius Paulus, believed and was saved by the grace of God in a far off land, if we might use that term. He believed. You know why that, to me, that's wonderful? Not only the fact that he was saved, but it tells us you never know where the elect of God are you don't know and God has his chosen people chosen in him before the foundation of the world and they're out there and God has called men and women to go out there and bring the gospel to them God has his elect and he sends them out to preach the gospel because what do we read in Romans 10 Romans 10 verse 14 how then shall they hear how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not, not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings, glad tidings of good things. I think that's most wonderful that there was a man Sergius Paulus evidently one of God's elect the Holy Ghost separated Barnabas and Saul and sent them to the mission field and while they were on the mission field they met one of God's elect and lo and behold he believed of course he would you see for missionaries never know, never know whatever country they're serving the Lord, they never know where the elect are and the Lord has sent them to reach their elect, for how will they believe without a preacher we've seen the resistance seen the request and finally there is the rebuke what a rebuke it was verse 9 as Elimas withstood them then Saul who also was called Paul Market, filled with the Holy Ghost set his eyes on him and said what a rebuke oh full of all subtlety and all mischief thy child of the devil thy enemy of all righteousness will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord and now behold the hand of the Lord is upon thee and thou shalt be blind not seeing the sun for a season and immediately fell on him a mist and a darkness and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand that was some rebuke oh I know some modernists say Saul was Saul was just too hard well I read Saul was full of the Holy Ghost when he said that he was led by the Holy Spirit 
Turn to Gurkham and that way. Again, some of these modernists would have said, Oh, so you, said this, you should have sat down with that man, Ali Mas. You should have sat down and talked to him and, 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 and sort of ironed out your differences. You must, you must try and find some common ground. Now, I know what you hear these days. It didn't happen. Paul rebuked them. Now, child of the devil. Because he was stood then and tried to hold back Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, hold him back from hearing the gospel. No wonder Paul said, you child of the devil. And God judged them. And God will judge all those who oppose the preaching of the gospel. He will. Paul's first missionary journey was quite eventful. May the Lord be pleased to encourage our missionaries wherever they serve the Lord by giving them souls, finding where the elect are. Some hyper-Calvinist attendant Spurgeon's church came to Mr. Spurgeon one day. He said, you know, you should only preach to the elect. Mr. Spurgeon says, well, I'll give you a piece of chalk. And you put an axe on the back of every one of the elect in the congregation. Because that was impossible. Spurgeon would preach to the whosoever will. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what we do. We don't know where the elected are, but the Lord knows. And we preach the gospel. And the elect of the race. And there will not be one empty seat in heaven. That all be gathered in. Praise the Lord. And the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's follow prayer. Our dear Lord, we thank thee for the encouragement we get from the word. We can preach and preach and preach the word. But sometime, somewhere, someday, the elect will be under the sound of the gospel and God by his grace will save them. So we keep sowing the good seed of the gospel. Some will fall on good ground and bring forth fruit one hundredfold. Lord bless the word to our hearts this evening. Courage is in the things of God. Be with us now, Lord, tonight. Give us traveling mercy home. Keep us safe and healthy and well throughout this week. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. In the Lord's great name we pray. Amen. <coughs>